This is Sunday Morning Worship, January the 3rd, 2021, here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie, bringing the message this morning to something bigger than I. And now, the praise team starts off the service with every praise. Every praise is to our God, every word of worship with one Prepare ye the way of 
song is show me the way to Calvary I mean there's only one way to the Father that's through Jesus and the only way to get to the Father is through Calvary that's where Jesus took it from so let's listen to the song show me the way to Calvary Then I 
since then Cause he said that he died Just so I could live And he'd free me from the shackles of sin Yes, they said that he died, but I know he lives. Now I just want to see him again. So show me the way to Calvary. I want to see him face to face. And I'd like to thank him for caring enough that he Aren't you glad you're free? Yes. Let me make one more announcement right quick. Uh, Bishop Nelson also, if I got to tell you earlier, uh, he says, join me and, and people all across the IPHC family for 21 days of fasting uh, starting January the 4th through the 24th for personal revival for, for your family and for your church, uh, the IPHC. 
America and Arise 2033. <clears throat> if you go to the IPHC.org website, you'll see what America and Arise 2033 is all about. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the, the anniversary of Jesus is uh, uh, going to the cross. And, you know, he was 33 years old and all that stuff. So uh, 2033 has been set aside. It's going to be a, if the Lord tarries. I'm not looking for him to tarry that long, but if it does, uh, you know, I believe Jesus is soon coming. But if it does, then 2033 is going to be a great celebration throughout the IPHC movement. Uh, celebrating Jesus Christ and him crucified. <clears throat> but uh, show me the way to Calvary. A beautiful song this morning. Amen? So, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to the book of, in just a minute. I don't know where I'm going just yet, but right now, anyway. This morning we're talking about something bigger than I. Something bigger than I. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so glad that God is so much bigger than I am. I'm so much glad, I'm so glad that God is so much bigger than this world that you and I live in today. God holds the whole universe in the palm's hand. That's a huge and mighty God. You hear me? He's almighty. <clears throat> so this morning I want us to realize that we do serve an almighty God, a great big God, a God that loves us, a God that's on our side. And I want us to look forward to 2021 that God's got some great things in store. How many believe that this morning? God's got some great things in store. I know there's a lot of people that have done a lot of suffering in the year 2021. I mean, 2020, uh, a lot of things, a lot of people lost loved ones, a lot of things went on, different things happening, a lot of sickness and, and all this going on. But let me tell you something. God is still on the throne this morning. Amen. He's still God. So I want us to have great expectations from the Lord uh, throughout this year of 2021. As citizens of, of the greatest nation on earth, we are walking in some of the most exciting, exciting days of, his, of our history. And as citizens of the great kingdom, of God, we are entering the most unstable era, <clears throat> era the church has ever known. Let me say that one more time. As citizens of the great kingdom of God, we are entering the most unstable era the church has ever known. Church is going through some stuff right now, but according to the word of God, we're probably going to go through a whole lot more. But rest assured of one thing, the blood has never lost its power. The blood will never lose its power. Jesus is still sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession to you and I this morning. These may be some of the most difficult days my generation has ever seen, but challenges develop champions. Notice what I just said. Challenges develop champions. If there was never any challenges, then it would be just mediocre stuff going on, amen? But I believe challenges develop champions this morning. How many believe you're a champion this morning in the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't know about you, but I don't want to close out 2020 saying, whew, thank God we got through. That ain't how I want to close out 2020. Not by just saying, well, thank God we got through. Nope, this is what I want to say. I want to say, hey, look what we accomplished for Christ in 2020. Somebody shout praise the Lord right there. Amen. We can sit on the sidelines and talk about the good old games or we can get into the huddle, catch the vision and run toward the goal. That's what we can do. What makes a church healthy? Looks your neighbor and say you and I do. You and I is what make a church healthy today. Amen. Other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Without him there'd be no church this morning. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, the second part of that, 16b, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Now for our text today, I'm going to 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 7 through 10. 1 Chronicles 17, verses 7 through 10, the Bible says in verse 7, Now therefore thus shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep goat or sheep coat, even from the following the sheep, that thou shouldest be ruler over my people Israel. And I have been with thee whithersoever thou hast walked, and have cut off all thine enemies from before thee, 
and have made thee a name like the name of the great men that are in the earth. Verse 9 says, And also I will ordain a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, and they shall dwell in their place, and shall be moved no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness waste them anymore as at the beginning. And finally, verse 10, and since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, moreover, I will subdue all thine enemies. Furthermore, I tell thee that the Lord will build thee an house. Somebody say, God bless the reading of his word. Now, when I read that scripture right there, furthermore, I tell thee that the Lord will build thee an house. I don't know. God just seemed to open up the vision a little bit stronger there. I believe God's going to build a house after a while. Somebody say amen. Our text is nestled in the middle of a dialogue between the king and the prophet, between a, a worshiper and his God. Chapter 17 opens with the scene of David, perhaps giving the prophet Nathan a tour of the palace. As they walk through the magnificent halls, I can imagine that they step out on a balcony that overlooks the city, and there in a clearing just outside the gate, a modest one-room tent. As David gazes at the, at the billowing curtains of the tabernacle, he has constructed for the Ark of the Covenant. The, in other words, the tangible presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant. All of a sudden, the, the, the marble floor beneath his feet felt cold. I mean, as they walked in the kitchen, you got tile on your floor and it seemed to be real cold. You walk in the bathroom, got tile on the floor, it seemed to be real cold. That's what happened to David here all of a sudden. I, want, I just want to feel like all of a sudden the marble under his feet there at the, at the great palace uh, just felt cold. The aroma from the cedar, wood, from, from the cedar woodwork uh, of the palace smelled musty. The cool breeze of the day seemed to offer little comfort. David turns to his trusted friend and asks, how did this all come to be about me? How did this all come to be about me? In other words, I live in a palace while the presence of God of Israel dwells in a pasture. That's what David is saying. That's what David is feeling. David is feeling so, so overwhelmed right now about Almighty God. In other words, David is saying to Nathan, how, how has this come all about me? Folks, can I tell you something? It's not about you and I. It's not about, what, about who we are and what we are and what we're doing and what we ain't doing. But it's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's all because of him that you and I are in this place this morning. So like David, how has it come all about me? It can't be about you and I. It's got to be about our Lord Jesus Christ. How did this call? How, how did this come about me, he said? But just think about how far David had come. It was a long way back to his early teens, tending, tending sheep in Jesse's field, in his father's field. The head of the armor, the head and armor of the giant had been collecting dust for decades in Israel's treasury. Long past were the days when David was captain over the 400 distressed, indebted, and discontented men of Adubalim. Faded were the memories of hatred toward him by a jealous king. All this behind David, all these things David went through, and all these things David faced. To the onlooker, David had arrived. He had climbed the ladder one difficult step at a time, and now he was on top. See, it's been a long time since David went through all that kind of stuff. But King David had a deeply ingrained truth burned in his structure of his being. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 2 through 8. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield. And the horn of my salvation, my high tower, and my refuge, my savior, thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. How many believe he's worthy to be praised? Give the Lord a praise offering right now in Jesus' name. Amen. I will call on the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. 
The snares of death, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was worth. In other words, talking about somebody bigger than you and I, somebody bigger than I. David talked about somebody bigger than him. Uh, he called uh, on the Lord uh, who is worthy to be praised. Uh, he said, the Lord is my rock and, and my fortress uh, and, and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock is, in him will I trust. Uh, he is my shield, uh, the horn of my salvation, uh, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Uh, thou savest me from violence. Uh, that's what David said. David said in my distress, uh, I called upon the Lord and, he, and cried uh, to my God and he did hear my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears. Aren't you glad you're serving a prayer answering God this morning? God hears every prayer that goes up into the portals of glory today. His life success was due to a connection. Talking about David. His life success was due to a connection, a personal, intimate connection with Almighty God. That's what it was all about. His life success, all the successes throughout David's life was due to the connection he had with God. I believe it was that connection with God that caused David to desire to honor God in a greater way than he ever had. You see, when the bishop says, join with us in prayer and fasting, or fasting from January the 4th to January the 24th, 21 days of fasting, amen. Some folks say, well, how are you going to fast? Fast any way you want to. Fast anything you want to. But see, when I go on a fast, God won't let me do a partial fast. I can't fast a sweet. I, I can't fast coffee or Mountain Dew. Or I can't fast this or that or the other. God has me. I have to fast the whole nine yards. I, I can't eat anything. Only thing I can do is drink a little bit of water. But you know what? I, I feel that's okay because that's what God wants me to do. And I feel honored by God for God to give me the strength to do just that for the glory of God. You see, like David, amen, David felt it a desire to honor God in a greater way than he ever had. Folks, you and I need to have a greater desire to honor God than we ever have in our entire life, even as of today as I speak right now. Yesterday's gone. Last year's gone. Memories are still here. There'll be a lot of memories. Sure. We've lost loved ones. One of the greatest tragedies of all to lose a loved one, to lose a friend. But you know what? Even in, in, even in thinking of that, if you lose a loved one to the Lord Jesus Christ, you haven't lost anything at all because one day you'll see them again. The only tragedy is if you lose that loved one or that friend to, who don't know Jesus Christ and they die lost and go to hell. That's the, that's the greatest tragedy of all today. But dying in Jesus this morning is a great reward. Somebody shout praise the Lord. You see, David had a great desire to honor God. Also, in a way, to put God on display, so to speak. I wonder what would be wrong with you and I today if we would start putting God on display. In other words, it's all about him, not about me. Don't put myself on display because you see, I don't deserve anything. Only thing I deserve is hell. Only thing I deserve is death. But because of the saving grace of Jesus Christ this morning and what he's made possible to, to you and I is that when we accept him as Lord and Savior, he, 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 he went to the cross of Calvary. He took the remission of sin for you and I today. In other words, he paid a debt that I couldn't pay. Amen. He didn't owe that debt. I owed the debt. But thanks be unto God this morning, I serve someone bigger than I, somebody a whole lot stronger than I am, and I can depend on him, look on him, and I want to put God on display in this year of 2021. I want to put Jerry back in the background, put God up front, and follow him all the days of my life. Somebody shout praise the Lord. When you and I really get connected to the kingdom of God and, call, and the cause of Christ, We'll have a similar experience as David had. Psalms 145, 10 through 15. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. 
They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. You see what we're talking about? You see what David is talking about? They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and the talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and to the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and rises up all those that raises up all those that be, be, be bowed down. The eyes of all uh, the eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Amen. Living for Christ becomes so little about me, about my desires, about my liberties, and about my spiritual position, and more about His position in me. You see, it's about His position in me. I've often said a lot of times, I don't need people with positions. I need, I need positions with people. In other words, I don't need you to just hold a position uh, to say you've got a position. What I need is that position to hold you. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that if you've got a heart for the position, uh, then that position will have a hold of you uh, instead of you having to hold a position. Amen? Uh, so living for Christ uh, becomes little about me and, and about my desires, uh, all about my, about my liberties uh, and my spiritual position uh, and more about his position in me. It's all about Christ and him crucified. King of my heart, Lord of my life, owner of my stuff, uh, purpose of my ministry, my reason for my existence is Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's not about me. David realized that his success wasn't about his kingdom, but about God's. Not about what he had, but about what God had given him to use for the furtherance of God's purpose. Now notice what I just said. David realized that his success wasn't about his kingdom, but about God's kingdom. Not about what he had, but about what God had given him to use to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, the story goes on. Verse 3. That night God tells Nathan to give David a message. Don't build a temple. Build a legacy. Don't build a temple. Build a legacy. Something that is handed down or remains from a previous generation or, or, or from a previous generation or time. In other words, build a legacy. As I said, something that is handed down. What are you and I handing down our spiritual brothers and sisters today? What are we handing down our, our, our spiritual children today? Amen. Something that's handed down remains from a previous generation. In other words, you and I got to leave something if the Lord tarries for the next generation to grab a hold of, build upon, and keep carrying on the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the way things are going, they're going to shut the church down as quick as they can. Amen? That's what they're trying to do. Government's going to try to shut it down. I rebuke the government for even getting up in the church's business. Amen? I rebuke the government for even trying to get up into the church's business because you know what? The church ain't none of the government's business. Ooh, look out, Pastor. Verse 9 and 10. 1 Chronicles chapter 17. Also I will ordain a place for my people Israel and will plant them and they shall dwell in their place and shall be moved no more. <laughs> Neither shall the children of wickedness waste them anymore as at the beginning. What is God telling, telling Nathan? Telling, telling, tell David. I will ordain a place for my people Israel and will plant them and they shall dwell in their place and shall be moved no more. Let me tell you something. Church ain't getting weaker, folks. The church is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. The rubber's going to meet the road after a while. You understand what I'm telling you? The rubber's going to meet the road after a while. God's going to separate the sheep from the goat. That's going to happen. Read Matthew chapter 24. You'll see that God's going to separate. He's going to separate the naysayers from the yaysayers. God's going to separate the doubters from the believers. God's going to separate the, the, the truth, the, 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 those that are living the truth uh, and those that are living the false. Amen. Uh, in other words, God's going to separate those uh, that, 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 that are in, 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 uh, there are uh, wolves dressed up in sheep's clothing. Uh, God's going to remove it after a while and he's going to take it all away and he's going to reveal exactly who we are and what we are in him today. Amen. And since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, moreover, I will subdue all thine enemies. Furthermore, I will tell thee that the Lord will build thee an house. 
In other, in other words, what, what, what God told Nathan to tell David was uh, establish a destiny. Establish a destiny. God is about destiny and God is about legacy. What we build today must stand for the next generation. What we build today must stand for the next generation. Are you building a legacy in the kingdom of God or is your spiritual focus on your personal experience with God? Big difference. Are we building a legacy in the kingdom of God or is, is our spiritual focus on our personal experience with God? Are you serving something bigger than yourself? But let me rephrase that. Are you serving someone bigger than yourself? God is the only true and living God today. As we get older, we become concerned with leaving something behind for our family. What are you leaving behind for your spiritual family? God promised David a legacy, a kingdom so much more far-reaching than David himself. How many realize this morning that your name will go a whole lot further than your face will? You realize that? Every time you get on that, 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 that social media, is that what you call it? That social media? Every time you get on that social media, your face might not go far, but your name's going to go far, 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 far way out there. Amen? Your name is going to go way out there. Your church name is going to go way out there. So we need to be very careful what we say and how we present ourselves to the world out there that's watching us. You see, God promised David a legacy. That that legacy started with his son Solomon exploded with Jesus and the birth of the church. Now it's left up to you and I to carry on the message of God's redeeming love. You and I are the only Bibles that some people's gonna read. In this day and hour we're living in right now, so many people are turning against God. So many people are turning against the church. And I'm talking about church folk. I'm talking about once believing people are turning against God. Once people going to church, it's turning against the church. Just look at all around you. Look, look at what's going on around you and about you today, my friend. That's why you and I got to realize it's not about us. It's all about him. And we must look to him. Our faith and our strength, our joy, everything we have comes from God today. Not anything of this world. Are you connected today? Connected to the Father through his, through his cleansing blood. Jesus Christ. Connected to the church through his call to witness. Connected to the local body for edification of self and others. One more time. Are you connected? Connected to the Father through his cleansing blood. Connected to the church through his call to witness. And connected to the local body for edification of, of, of self and others. Are you part of the core? Committed, obedient, relational, and equipped. That's the core. Are you part of the core? Committed, obedient, relational, and equipped. Become part of something bigger than yourself by becoming part of the family of God and connected to the body of Christ. Some of you today, some of you listen by the way of internet, some of you even here today, need to put deep thought into becoming part of the body of Christ. Getting involved in the workings of the Lord. It's time to start leaving a legacy for the, for, for the next generation. It's time to allow God to do with you what he has put in you today. Huh? How many believe God's put something in you? Then it's time to start doing something with what God has put in you. I remember years and years ago, matter of fact, I bumped into a friend of mine this week, uh, C.T. Davis. He's, he's, that boy loves to sing. He'd rather sing than eat. But he loves to sing. He's been singing all his life. He's had one group after the other. He's bought buses. He's, 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 he's got all up involved in, in, in gospel groups and different things going on. And uh, I saw him this week. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. And he's let his hair grow down below his shoulders. And this right gray. I said, see, take up one question. I said, why are you letting your hair grow long for? He said, I'm finally doing something for me. I said, doing something for you? He said, yeah. He said, I'm tired of living for everybody else. I'm going to start living for CT. I'm going to start doing what CT needs to do for the Lord, not what CT needs to do for everybody else. I thought about that for a minute. I said, you know what? That's where a lot of people are living, really. 
They live in the shadow of somebody else instead of living where they need to be for the Lord Jesus Christ. They're more willing to please people than they are willing to please God. How many knows better to please God this morning? But I say that to say this back in the early, I say early, back in the late 70s, uh, about 1977, somewhere in the neighborhood, a dear friend of mine, uh, Brother Jack Cates, was a mentor of mine. Uh, when God called me to preach, uh, he was ministering to me, he was talking to me, he was, he was helping me, he was praying for me. <clears throat> Matter of fact, Brother C.T., about the same time, was going through some things where the Lord was dealing with him about some things, what he needed to do. And I remember one night sitting there in Wilson at McDonald's, out there on 301. It was snowing like crazy. Brother Case had just ended a revival over at the Wilson Church, and uh, we were sitting there at McDonald's eating that night, and Brother Case was there. And he looked at me and said, Brother Jerry, I said, yes, sir. He said, what are you doing about your ministry? He looked at Brother C.T. He said, C.T., what are you doing about your ministry? And the only thing I could do was look at him and say, well, Brother Case, not doing a whole lot, not doing too much. Uh, and that's when he began to minister in such a fatherly way. Uh, Brother Kate was the kind of guy, he could, he could speak some harsh words to you, but when he got through with you, you, you knew he loved you to death. As I told Brother C.T., and I've told him often, I didn't mention it the other day, but I, I, I mentioned often that, I said, Brother C.T., I'm going to tell you what Brother Cakes did to you and I that night. He said, what was that? Brother Cakes took you and I, literally grabbed us up by the collar, walked over to the wall and hung you and I on a nail on the wall at McDonald's and left us hanging there and walked out and left us. He said, well, Pastor, that don't sound like no kind of love to me. Well, let me tell you something. When he got through with both of us that night, we started doing something about our ministry. Because we realize waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. If we kept on waiting, we'd still be waiting today. But Brother Cates let us know, son, it's time for you boys to start stepping out on faith, believing and trusting God and doing what God's called you to do. In other words, take what God's put in you and start using it for the glory of God. Don't keep it to yourself because if you keep it to yourself, it will never benefit anything. So that's what I'm saying today. Some here today, some listen by the way of internet. You're just bouncing around. You're just, you're just here, there, here and there, whatever. Hadn't really made that true commitment yet. Well, Pastor, I've been serving God all my life. I understand that. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about serving God. I'm talking about the commitment that God has given to you, that what God's put into you. What are you doing about what God's put in you? What are you doing with it? Are you using it for, for the glory of God or are you just still sitting on it? So think about what I'm saying this morning is, amen, I, I want you to understand something, that we need to put, put deep thought in becoming part of the body of Christ, getting involved in the workings of the Lord. It's time to start leaving a legacy for the next generation. As long as I'm out on, on, on long, as long as I'm just on the surface part of it, I'm not really doing anything at all to benefit anybody else except myself. But, but when I start getting rooted and deepened and committed into it, and when I get into the, when I talk about the core of it, being committed and be obedient and re, be relational, in other words, share and be equipped with what God's given unto me, that I can take what God's given to me and, and use it for the, for, the, for the edification of others and help build up the kingdom of God, the, 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 the church, and build up others' lives and build up families, then I can say I'm doing something for the glory of God. So just, just walking around on, on shallow the ground huh, ain't getting us, amen? Huh? You can't swim in ankle deep water. How I many you know that's the truth? You can't swim in deep, deep water. And once wife got to jump out there and get in it over your head. And you can rest assured of one thing. You're looking at a man this morning that many, many times throughout the call of ministry, I've stepped out over my head when I didn't know what to do, how to do, when to do, what was even going to happen next. But I had faith and trust in God that God was going to see us through. In other words, I committed myself to God. And when I made the commitment, I tried to be obedient. And when I'm being obedient, I try to be relational. In other words, share what God's given to me. And I try to be equipped and the only way to get equipped is through the word of God prayer and fasting and seeking God's face and what God wants us to do Amen. Amen. it's 
time to start leaving a legacy for the next generation. It's time to allow God to do with you what, he, what he's put in you. It's time to stir up the gift of God in you and use it for the glory of God. It's time to stir up the gift of God that's within you and use it for the glory of God. You know, some of you folks know how to make a cake. You do. And some of you can make it to where you won't eat it all. Now, if you eat one that I fix, you probably want to taste it and leave it alone. But I'm just thinking about how that cake is, is to be made. You have to have the eggs, you have to have the batter, you have to have the sugar, you have to have uh, the milk, you have to have whatever, all the ingredients go into it. And you got them all laid out there on the counter. And they'll lay in there until you take that that's been given to you and put it to use to where it's supposed to be used. You ain't going to have a cake. All you're going to have is two or three eggs. All you're going to have is a, is a box of cake mix. All you're going to have is a cup of, 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 of milk. All you're going to have is a cup of sugar or whatever else goes in there, butter, whatever. Else. That's all you're going to have, completely different ingredients. Just lay it out on the counter. But when you take those ingredients and you commit them ingredients one to the other, that's when things start to happen. You got to commit that, that milk to that, to, to that cake mix. You got to commit that cake mix and that milk to the sugar. You got to com com commit all that to the butter. You got to commit all that to the pan that holds it. Huh? And then you got to put it into, into, the, into the stove. Huh? And then it's going to cook. Amen. Huh? And then those ingredients, if those ingredients are done what they're supposed to do, they're going to be obedient to what you've been committed to. Amen. Huh? And then once they've done all that, you put it in the oven and you pull it out. Huh? It's cooked. It's ready to go. Huh? You put that fine frosting on it or whatever it is you put on it. Huh? Amen. That's when it becomes relational. Amen. Huh? That's when that cake huh, is not just cake by itself anymore. Huh? But everybody in the room sort of gets a piece of it. Huh? And if you're lucky you'll get two pieces of it if it's all that good. Huh? But what I'm trying to say is huh, that that cake has to be equipped huh? and you're the one that equips the cake huh, with what it needs to be done. So what I'm trying to tell you this morning is uh, it's time huh, to make that commitment to God. Huh? It's time to be obedient. Huh? It's time to be relational. It's time to be equipped to let God take you and use you for his divine glory. I'm looking for great expectations from this church in the year 2021 and the only way that's going to happen is for you and I to come together as the body of Christ, committed, obedient, relational, and equipped to do the work of God together in Jesus' name. One person can't do it. Two people can't do it. 50 people can't do it. Unless 50 people is all you have. If 50 people is all you have, then 50 people can do it. But if you have 125, then 50 can't do it. It takes the whole 125. Can I get an amen? amen. Come on. It's not about me and you. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's about all, all about our togetherness. It's all about us realizing that we're serving someone bigger than us. Amen. Become part of something bigger than yourself by becoming part of the family of God and connected to the body of Christ. It's time to stir up the gift of God, as I said. Will you start today? Will you start today? The first Sunday in 2021, will you start today? Amen? How many will start today? Everyone stand to your feet. It's been a good year so far. We're starting off good. I've already got you on your feet. In the name of 1130. Will you start today? Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name this morning, I'm so thankful to know that, Lord, I wished I had the words, Father, that I was able to, to have the vocabulary to share, Father, the greatness of who you are. And the greatness of things that you want done in this world that we're living in today. Father, my little mind that I have, Father, can't even comprehend. I can't even wrap around, 
Father, the amazement of you and the acknowledgement of you. And as, as David said, you are his fortress. You are our, our, our strong and tower. You are our everything today, God. My mind can't even wrap around that today. But Father, as best I know how, as I go to the word of God, and the psalmist David also said, the Lord is my shepherd. Lord, that's all I need today. I don't need to have a great mind. I don't need to have the great elegant words or the great swelling thoughts, Lord, of, of, of what, how men and how some people can, Father, express themselves. I don't need that. All I need is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Father, all I need to know today is, Father, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, that's what I need. I need you more than anything else this world has to offer me today. So, Father, Lord, as I come before this congregation this morning, Lord, with humble heart today. Father, sure, we all want to be a success. I want to be a success, Lord. I really do. But if me being a success is losing Jesus Christ and take the success away from me, because my Lord is more important than anything I have today. But, Master, if I can, if I can stand true to Jesus, that is success. That's the greatest success of all that I'll ever have. Lord, is to look to you. Father, this morning, Lord, Father, my body's frail, I'm weak. But Master, in you, I'm strong today. So, Father, Lord, as I asked a question today to this church, Lord, and to those folks out by the way of the internet this morning, will you start today? Will you come now before God and make that a commitment to him and let him know that you're ready to start doing what he wants you to do? Father, that's the question of the day. Is Jerry Barbie willing to do what God has asked him to do or what God wants him to do. Is Jerry Barbie willing to lay down everything for the gospel's sake? It's not about me and what I have. It's not about my kingdom. It's not about all the things I can do in this world, but it's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's where my heart is today, Lord. My heart's in you. Father, will I start today? Sure, I'll start today. Father, I commit it all to you today, God. Father, I want to give you my all today, Father. I'll be the first, Lord, to just come before the presence of God right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, giving you my all right now, Father, I just surrender it all to you, Lord, in Jesus' name right now. Father, realizing, Lord, that I absolutely, absolutely without Jesus Christ in my life, I'm absolutely nothing. Lord, I can't do anything. I can't, nothing can happen, Lord, without you. Jesus even told us in his word, without me, you can do nothing. But with him, all things are possible. So, Father, my faith's in my Lord today, God. Father, my faith's in my Lord to know, God, he's going to see us through. Father, these troublesome times we're living in right now, there's a lot of people walking in fear. A lot of people afraid, Lord, of, of all that's going on in the world today. Father, a lot of people are, 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 are at, at, at the point of not knowing what to do, how to do, and when to do. Father, we're looking at the conditions of America today. Seem like, Lord, she's going down, 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 down. But Father, sometimes you may have to get us down to get us up. In other words, Lord, we have to get back to where we'll see you more than we see anything else, Lord. So God, help us, Lord, throughout this great country that we live in today. Help us, Lord, to realize, Master, it's all about Calvary. It's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Lord, you know, we've had it made for so long. We've been on the mountaintop for so long. America's been blessed, Lord, for many, many, many years. And God, I'm not downplaying that at all. I, I'm, I know without a doubt we're going to be blessed even, even further, further down the road. There are more blessings that are yet to come. But Master, some, so many have turned away from God. And Father, Lord, I don't know, Lord, if you might be using what's going on right now, Father, to get us back on our knees. Father, to get us back where we need to be calling on God more than anything else, Lord. So, Father, help us, Lord, to be obedient to you, Lord, in everything we do. Father, help us to be, Father, committed. Father, help us to be obedient, Lord. And, Father, help us, Lord, to be relational, Lord. And, Father, be equipped for what's about to take place in this whole world. The devil's on the rampage. He's going to fight as hard as he can. But, Master, it's my goal. It's my desire, Father, to put Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, above anything else, beyond anything else, Lord, that I can even imagine or think, God because it's all about him. And Lord, he's the one that's gonna see me through uh, this troublesome world that I'm living in right now. And Father, I give you the praise in Jesus' name, amen. But will you come, will you start today? Think about it, will you start today? Will you make the commitment to let, let him know you're ready to start? You're ready to start doing what he wants you to do? Some of you are sitting on your gifts. Some of you, God's directing you. Some of you are just holding back. Don't hold back no more. You say, well, pastor, I don't know what to do. Let me tell you what you do. You take the first step. 
even unknowingly. Take the first step unknowingly. Because if you take the first step by faith, he's going to show you the rest of the way. Maybe you need to be saved today. Well, now come. He's waiting now to save you. Just step out on faith and know you can be saved right now. You, by the way of internet, you can be saved right now. Call on the name of Jesus. Come on and turn it all over to God. That's what you have to do. Brother David, you come on. Comment to the altar and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and be saved today. Listen to the voice of the Lord today and come. That's all God's wanting you to do. Come. Just come. Say, well, Pastor, COVID's going on. I know the COVID's going on. But let me tell you something. I'll, I'll, I'll distance myself from Larry Barbie, six feet. But I refuse to distance myself from Almighty God. I refuse to do that. And if God says, I want you to go to an altar, you know where I'm going. I'm going to an altar. If there's 27 people at that altar and God says, go to the altar, you know where I'm going. I'm going to the altar. Because you can rest assured of one thing, if God's telling me to go, God's going to put the protection around me that I need. I believe that with all my heart. Now, God said we shouldn't act foolish and do anything like that. But what I'm saying is this morning, put your faith and your trust back in God. Don't be afraid. Amen? Is that okay? How many love the Lord today? Amen. Brother David sang. And while he's singing a song, what else singing a song? Pray sing or sing. You feel the need to come with you? the way, the bright and shining way. I'm in. Watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, 
account, go to facebook.com forward slash PhC. get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel, get notifications when we go live, and you watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecost Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.